Hello, 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 hello. Good afternoon. My name is Alex Taremo. Welcome to the Last Trip Africa, the podcast. It's about the time when we examine ourselves, reflect on the 60 years we've spent. Damn, sounds so long. The only person older than that is probably my father. If we ask him about how the environment was 60 years ago and how it is now, he might be the best person to paint for us a vivid picture that would show how much degradation we've done over the years. But that's not what we're going to do today. What we're going to do is discuss two very important things. One of which transcends independence as an excess. The other is the work that the last trip Africa is set out to do in Karamoja. My name is Alex Taremo. I'm the co-founder of the last trip Africa. Uh, my colleague, Nimsima Edward, is not here today. He's uh, probably burning some trees in his neighborhood of Chira, and the usual host of this podcast, the Miss Bella Twine, is in South Africa. She's one of the few Africa-Czech-selected journalists to undertake a week-long fact-checking program at Wits University. So my good voice is the one on the ones and twos. Before we get into the details of this conversation, let me introduce to you the last meal. Last Meal is an initiative of the Last Drop Africa that we have started this month on the 1st of October to provide emergency food relief to our brothers and sisters in Karamoja. You know, in July, the Daily Monitor, among other media houses, broke stories of how over 900 people had died in Karamoja due to famine. In particular, the focus was on Napak district, one of the nine districts in the Karamoja sub-region. The others being Kabong, Kotido, Amadat, Moroto, of course, Nakapiripirit, and several others. The hunger did not stop with the camera and media attention. Most people continued to suffer. The last time I was there, I wrote an opinion in the Daily Monitor in which I intimated that I visited a secondary school where I found children come with their mothers from home to share the meal that they serve at school. And guess what meal this is? It is a cup, not a plate, a cup a nice plastic cup of githeri, that is maize grain mixed with beans. Now on this particular day, the school didn't have any to give. So what happened was, children had the bell, they lined up, usually at the kitchen as usual, and they were turned away with their cups because there was nothing to give them. That broke my heart. And I knew that it was not the first time I was seeing it. The time when I was in Kabong, I was in a restaurant with a few of my colleagues who were doing a UNICEF mission. I do some work with UNICEF as an editing and writing consultant. So we dock at Bismillai restaurant, order for food. To the dismay of my colleagues, the food is not exactly up to standard. This was about 6 p.m. and we hadn't had lunch yet. As soon as we entered, a flock of people came to the window and the door, mostly men, to just make sure that we leave some food on the plate which they can come and eat later. And since my colleagues had said they didn't find the food to be interesting, so most of the food was left. So I saw people scrambling, literally like metanic and all these chaps, scrambling for the food that some people said they couldn't eat. And then I thought about the women that these husbands are married to who stayed home, can't scamper in a restaurant, what would they eat today? I mean, for a man, they can come to a restaurant, walk around, children can beg once in a while, but there are people who cannot do that because they're not in the town and trading centers. What can we do to provide for them a meal? And since we're getting to that season of giving, the Christmas season, the festive season, I thought that we would get in touch with our shared humanity, our Ubuntu, we call it at the last drop, where everyone who in Kampala and other urban areas can afford eating breakfast, lunch, dinner, perhaps even tea. You could share that one meal that you 
I'm sure your body doesn't exactly need, but you eat because you can access it with these people in Karamoja. So that's what the last meal is about. There's been so many complaints that, oh, the last meal plays into the narrative of portraying Karamoja as a desperate, des- but, you know, despair place. It's something that international agencies have been doing over time to get donations. You should have had a more hopeful campaign, like the next meal, something like that. And... I really understand where the sentiments are coming from as someone with a master's in journalism written several papers on the African narrative. I share in the opinion of most of these people, but I've always mentioned that it's very hard to make hunger sexy. It's hard, it's, you know, it makes hunger sound so nice and hopeful when someone is, if someone's having their last meal, that's if they have access to it. You know that story in the Bible where um, this guy moves from Israel to some random desert, is running out of food. He meets his family, a wife and a child. They have uh, like a grain of flour left in their pot. He's like, ah, cook me a meal. Let me eat it. Uh, this guy is like, no, my meal is for me and my child. We're going to eat it and die because there was no hope for the next meal. And this guy told them, ah, you know, yeah, if you believe in Christ, you know, you pot would never run out. All you have to do is make some for me. And then this chap spent the whole time being fed by ravens. So you could be the raven, provide them with the relief that they need to see the next meal. Provide the next meal. Make sure that what they're having is not their last meal. That's the spirit of our campaign. Personally, I'm appealing to you because I've been to Karimoja multiple times. And you know, the Last Drop Africa is a media non-profit. What we would have done initially is just tell the story to show you the despair. But I am a practicist. Uh, that's a word I made up for someone who is a practical activist. When people are dying in Karamoja, I find it hard to just tell you how what they are going through so that you can decide whether or not you want to participate in a campaign. And that's what broke my heart, that most uh, organizations that are aware this is happening, have not made particular effort to contribute to their well-being. They have put profit over person. And now the schools are open, the children are back at school, the despair is ongoing. It's a cycle that repeats itself every year. And we want to try and do something about that. Of course, we have long-term campaigns. If you're asking about sustainability of our plan, we have a long-term campaign, which is one, to take out some education to these people. Because you know they are naturally pastoralists. They are not known for growing crop. But in some seasons in Karamoja, despite being a semi-arid area, there's food that can grow there. Uh, So all we have to do is to partner with agencies that have seeds that are designed for semi-arid and arid areas and take them, work with the community leaders, use the opinion leaders to transfer information to their community members in their manyatas. Tell them, if you have some piece of land, which they do, you can grow some food that might last you through the dry spell, like how people were doing in parts of Ankole before, because Ankole was largely like Karamoja, it was a largely pastoralist area. Then they kept copying what other people were doing in other parts of the world when the Ankole uh, Batembuz started working in Uganda Shambas from around late 1800s to the early 1900s. Um, and then from that crop kept coming, now we have bananas that we mix with G-nut based beans, we have coffee now, with all these things that have brought the shared prosperity. This information should be carried forward to this other part of the country and tell them, yes, we understand that your culture is about moving with cows from one place to another, searching for this and that. But if you take advantage of the times when you have good weather, you can actually have good crop. Then we get for them seedlings that are resilient 
to the sun and continue this community sensitization that we've been doing uh, from the works that we started since uh, July this year. But for these long-term strategies to take root, for someone to eat on the fruit that they have planted today, they must be alive to get there. And to be alive is they have food. They must have food that gets them there. Which is why the last meal campaign is an urgent intervention that we need you to support. So I'm sure you're wondering, how can I support? So there's a website called Mchanga, which is M-C-H-A-N-G-A. Mchanga is a Kenyan-based crowdfunding platform on which we are hosting our campaign, My Last Meal. And it supports payments in all forms. If you're outside of Africa, Visa, MasterCard, uh, PayPal. If you are within Kenya, M-Pesa is supported. And they have flatter way that integrates most of the local payments mobile money platforms in Africa. MTN, Airtel, Tigo, Teleco in Kenya and a few others. Uh, so you can be able to use those platforms to donate. But we have also had partnership with Uganda Telecom companies and we've got merchant codes that you can use for the My Last Meal campaign. For Airtel Uganda you can use 4297195. The name of the company is our registered trademark which is the Green Journalism Africa Limited. And for MTN Uganda you can use 650283. The name of the company is Teal Green Journalism Africa Limited. So you must be wondering, you are a startup uh, media organization. How are you able to transcend the challenges that are in Karamoja to make sure that this food gets to the right person and they have the right answers? So with the time, with the work we've been doing in Karamoja, we have partnerships with all the nine local administrative units there, and we've partnered with two community-based organizations that cover all the nine districts. Uh, one of them is local, another one is fairly international. These are going to help with the distribution of the relief items. Most importantly is we want the community to have the ownership of this intervention. We don't want to be like some other aid organization that just brings food without understanding the basic dynamics of the society and just superimpose what they think is the solution for them. So we want the district leaders to understand that this is an intervention that is meant for their people and own it because they know where the most dire communities are within their districts so want those to be the first ones to be targeted with this intervention when you're in kampala you hardly have the feel of what's happening in the community and these district leaders they do they have and then we wanted other supply distribution points to be schools because like i said earlier that's where most of the despair is most children most you know in karamoja there's high level of child marriages, teenage pregnancies. So girls come to school with their newborns. their newborns who can't find breast milk. And so they start eating some of these nutrition feeds early. And them being supplied at school is a good catchment point for that. So that's one of the interventions that we want to make. And then during the Christmas season, now we want to go through the hospitals and provide the food necessary for childbearing mothers who have just given birth, those who are about to get into the theater, those who are in labor, to enjoy at least one good meal or two during the festive season when they are uh, showering bath. So that's the strategy that we want to take. Other details can be found on our website at lastdropafrica.org. You can follow us on our social media platforms. On Twitter, it's at lastdropafrica. On Instagram, last underscore drop underscore Africa. And it's lastdropafrica on every other platform. Thank you for listening and thank you for joining me today. My name is Alex Taremwa. This is the Last Drop Africa podcast. Bye-bye.